Howdy, y'all, and welcome to a special edition of the Big Ass Runner podcast called The Coaching Corral. Here we talk to trail running coaches about all kinds of stuff to help trail runners cross the finish line. So mosey on in, watch your step, and stay a while. Here's your host, Coach Clydesdale himself, Jeff Harrell. Well, welcome back to the Coaching Corral. Today we have Coach Greg entering the Coaching Corral. Coach Greg, welcome back. Glad to be back. And with us as well is Coach Melody. Coach Melody, welcome back to the Coaching Corral. Hey, happy to be here. Very excited to chat with you guys. You know, last episode, two weeks ago, we talked about the Cocodona 250. We had a very Cocodona-centric episode. And I imagine those folks that did that race hopefully have been recovering well. So today we're actually going to talk a little bit about recovery and Coach Greg, I'm going to start with you this week. Talk to us a little bit about why, because we hear about recovery, but then at the same time, we also hear messages from people like David Goggins, who I love. Go, 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 go. You know, it's full throttle, full throttle. Talk to us a little bit about what is recovery and why is it so important when, when we're training? Yeah, so when we're working hard and we're training hard, if you are not recovering properly, you're not letting your body, and I'm going to... I wish I had a better phrase, but get the gains that, you know, you went out for a five hour run and crushed it. But if you're, if you're not doing all the things to recover from that run, then you're minimizing the gains that you're getting from that five hour run. So, um, it's, it, you know, it's hard, especially if, you know, hard charging athletes to take a rest day. And I'm probably just as good as an example of that because uh, sometimes my rest days may look a little bit different, but it also depends on what your, what your training load has been over the last several years. So the rest days and recovery days are going to look different depending on what your training volume is. But it is important that you take one, whatever, whatever that means to you. Yeah, and I think I think you hit on something there. I think I think there is a little bit of a fallacy that a recovery day is an off day that you're not doing anything, yeah. and maybe it might, might look like that, but it probably doesn't look like that. Talk to us a little bit about what what your recovery day might look like. Yeah, so it would be hard for me to not do anything, but I consider yoga, you know, movement is medicine. I consider yoga a great active recovery day, and walking. And I would weight vest walk on my non running days. Let's just call them non running days. Um, I spin, not necessarily uh, going out for a hard bike ride. I do some mountain biking as well. And, you know, that's not always a good recovery activity, but there's ways that you can move your body like yoga or spinning or walking low impact that I would consider good recovery days. Again, I would be, it would be tough for me not to move at all. So those are what my recovery days look like. Awesome. Well, Coach Melody, for you, I know this is a, 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 topic that you're passionate about. We've talked a little bit about jokingly about weight days, heavy training days are not recovery days. Talk to us a little bit about how you consider recovery and how you're coaching your athletes around that. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to hit on a little bit of what Greg said as well. It's very rare that you actually need a day where all you do is eat food and watch TV and you do nothing. I feel like that that is actually appropriate maybe after your first 100 mile race to, you know, take a couple days and just recover. But most of the time recovery days are active recovery, like Greg said. And what I recommend to my athletes is 30 to 60 minutes of and 
what I usually say is this is optional because there's some athletes who are like, I can't just like not work out one day. So I say, so an option to do 30 to 60 minutes of really low intensity cardio that's not running, like maybe hiking, uh, maybe like the elliptical or the bike or maybe swimming. And I always say, keep your heart rate under 130. So keep it super, super easy. And it probably should be even around like 115, 120, um, depending on the person. I also say yoga, yoga and stretching. I think stretching mobility is so important. I try to have my athletes do a little bit of that every single day, uh, recovery day and workout days. And the, the reason recovery is so important is you recover so you can take your hard days hard. It's so important that you polarize your training and your easy days are easy and your hard days are hard. Yeah, I think I think I read the day in adaptation or gains or whatever the you know the, the the term is that if you're going hard all the time, your body doesn't have a chance to to recover and, and get stronger because you're breaking it down. It needs to build itself back up so that it can then be torn down again. And so if you're not taking that time, that recovery day to get those adaptations. Uh, my 19-year-old son d- definitely likes the word gains. He likes to get those gains. That's his his word of choice. <laughs> but let's stay with you, Coach Melody, because you, you talked a little bit about recovery, but I think sometimes people think, oh, well, you know, are we talking um, cold plunge? Are we talking yoga? Are we talking mm. cryotherapy? Are we talking massage? Maybe we're talking about all those things. What are some of your your favorite ways to maybe personally recover and some of the things you're, you're coaching your athletes on? For sure. Well, my f- number one favorite way to recover is massage. Massage is the best thing in the entire world. Now, it's not super realistic that you can get a massage every single week. And maybe, maybe some people can. And if you can, awesome, do it. I think massage not only is it good for your body, but it relaxes you, gets your cortisol levels down. I think another aspect of recovery is uh, recovering your mind, turning your brain off, which is why I really like yoga because it kind of combines the the meditation and breathing as well. So I really like massage. Uh, some things that my athletes really like, I have some athletes who went and bought some compression boots and they they do compression boots after every run. They love those massage gun. That's been really popular recently, working out the tight areas, foam rolling. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of foam rolling. And just because I feel great when I do it. The funny thing is these recovery techniques, there's not a lot of scientific evidence for for any of this really. And honestly, I think a a lot of these techniques are just kind of like a placebo effect. They they feel good and, and you feel better. But but honestly, even if it is placebo, if it if it works, it works. If you feel good, do it. Another thing I really like is scraping. I don't know if you've you've heard of that. It's not comfortable, but uh you feel awesome afterwards. Scraping is something that I work with my athletes primarily online now, but when I was working with athletes more in person, I I did scraping a whole bunch and I would scrape my athletes out the day before the race. And, and Jacob and I, we scrape each other out before a long run or before a big race. And it's, it's kind of magic. Most people will say the same thing that your legs will feel tired and heavy, and then you scrape them out and you feel light and bouncy again. So, so those are a few of my favorite things. Yeah, and I think you you stole a lot of what Coach Greg is, is going to say. But, but before I go to Coach Greg, I'll give him a chance to think of some other ones. I do want to to hit on something you said, which I think is really really good. In, in recovery is not just physical, but also mental. And I think a lot of times I think of recovery only as physical, 
but kind of resetting and, and letting your mind recover too is so very important. So things like yoga, meditation, maybe just taking a nap can be a great, a great, great recovery as well. So um, hopefully I've filibustered long enough to coach Greg for you to think of some other great recovery well, things that you're doing. Except for you just stole my answer. I I 100% agree with everything Melody said, but I was going to say that probably the number one thing that we should all be doing and I'm not good at it either is getting enough sleep. So, you know, all other tools are great. I, I foam roll, I scrape my problem areas. And I also have recovery boots as well. And it's when I'm in those boots, it's all like automatic nap time for me. So those 15 minutes, I wish I could, I wish mine would go longer than 15 minutes because then I have to wake up from my nap and do another session. But I think those have been helpful for me. And to reinforce what Melody said, yeah, you could probably, you could find an equal amount of uh, scientific articles that say that foam rolling doesn't help. And then you can just go by uh, other articles that say that they do. So there's probably going to be half and half. But it, I know that I feel better afterwards. And it's not, you know, you can get a good roller. And it's not going to cost you a ton of money. But these are these are good protocols that you can do before bed to help wind down and before you get a good night's sleep. Maybe the one thing that we didn't talk about is I, I love I love sauna. I think that's a great recovery tool. I'm not ice bath guy yet, although it's, it's tempting. But I also have seen, and again, it depends on what article that you're talking about, and your son might like it too. But there's some some literature that you know ice bath every day can stunt some of the adaptations and the gains that you would get, say, from a, like a hard hard lifting session or a long run. You immediately would feel better. And I think if we were doing like a like a stage race where we're going to have to run the next day or you just want you just did a marathon and you want to be able to walk downstairs the next day. Yeah, ice bath. But if uh, if we're training and it's just part of your normal training day, you had a hard workout, you could be limiting some of those adaptations that you're getting from the run if you are regularly doing ice bath now or a cold plunge may have some, you know, mental benefits that's separate. Um, but if we're just strictly talking recovery, that might not be something that you want to do all the time. So I've heard good things about a uh, sauna and, you know, ice ice and heat alternating. So, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of a sauna instead. So I think going back to what Melody said, I agree with the scraping, the gua sha, grass and whatever you want to call it. I think uh, getting additional blood flow, especially if you have problem areas, I think that's been very helpful for me. And, uh, you know, that's, it's also a thousand zero practice. So yeah, nothing more to add other than let's get more sleep. Yep. Sleep is a, sleep is a big one. I think you brought up a good point. A lot of us especially if you're following on our our uh, whoops or our garments are going, man, I'm not getting enough sleep. Yeah. The, the data proves out that most of us aren't getting enough sleep. I wanted to go back, though, to something you both said that I'm interested in, and that's the compression boots. I think we've seen those, and I've always thought of them as something I might do and go like to a gym to do, but sounds like they might be more affordable than I think. Talk to us a little bit about your, your compression boots and what's the cost on something like that. You know, I've actually never bought compression boots. I'm actually looking it up right now. Let's see how much they cost. So the very first one that pops up here is $800. Next one I see is $400. The cheapest one I'm seeing is 
is $130. So I do think, oh, actually, here's one that's $72 on Amazon. So I think it looks like there's some that are, are cheaper than others. It is a bit of an investment. I think recovery boots do cost a little bit of money. But the same with the massage gun. But if it's something that you're going to use over and over again, then I say it's worth the investment. I love it. Coach Craig, did you remember what you paid for yours? Yeah. So I have a pair of Air Relax recovery boots and I've had them for probably five or six years and same. And I think it was about four or $500. We don't want to talk about a bunch of name brands, but it, it was probably half the price of Normatech. They've been good. They have several different settings and I don't even use the hardest setting because <laughs> the I think third one is fine. So I've been very happy with those. I do kind of want to upgrade because there's some that are wireless or not necessarily wireless, but uh, work off a battery. You can take it out to a race. The ones I have now, you have to plug in, which is fine for home, but you would be great to be able to take it out <laughs> and have a really awesome aid station. So I think it's been a great investment for me. I know several athletes said, depending on which uh, physio, PT, or Cairo they go to, you can get a monthly membership and they can go as much as they want. But I think the cost of a, a half a year of that, you can probably buy some for yourself and then just have it in the comfort of your home. Because I think it's one of those that the more convenient for you, to use the more you're going to use it and uh, again you can slap them on read a book or play on social media but it again it's a it's a perfect nap time thing and i used to watch football and fall asleep to it i love it well let's end on this last question if you if you could have one like a perfect recovery day what's the one recovery method it's going definitely going to include we'll start with you coach melody is it going to be a massage the perfect recovery day is I'm on top of a mountain and there's a massage table and there's a waterfall and there's brownies and wow. lemon water and then a bin of puppies. So then I can play with some puppies afterwards. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I feel like we're going to have to do that at the Chapa's Aid Station. We're going to have to get puppies. Yeah, we're going to get brownies. I think we can do that. We can't do the mountains part, but we'll probably do everything else. I love that. Coach Greg? Yeah. I, wow. I, don't, I can't beat that. For me, and probably something that's more doable is uh, it would probably just be a, a walk with uh, Fiona and the puppy and then a good yoga session after. And that's probably something that most of us can uh, get away with if, unless you don't have a puppy. But, you know, you can still go out for a walk and yoga. And that's probably something that most of us can do after any kind of event. So. Well, it sounds like puppies is the common yep. common thing here. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing your wisdom and expertise. Uh, Coach Greg, if someone wanted to contact you about coaching, how would they do that? Yep. You can find me on Instagram at Ultra Ninja Runner with no E in the runner. And that's the best way to get in contact with me. Awesome. Coach Melody? Best way to find me is also on Instagram at the Pine Tree Runner. Good stuff. Hey, thank you guys so much. We'll have another episode here in a couple of weeks. So thanks for joining us here in the Coaching Corral. We'll talk to you guys soon.